High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, former child stars, kids in the back of the class who like to lie, blind grandmothers, and people who look best in the shade of blue. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment and i would like to see the results homework 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 i hope you've been doing your homework it's a great day actually to do homework here in new york city as it's been snowing as it probably is in other parts of the northeast and i hope you did your homework today for bfl the biffle we're talking big fat liar but first did you do your homework for Monday. Of course, it was an easy one. It was to watch The Prom on Netflix. The ever-opinionated Jenny O'Connell was our guest. And, of course, she had some strong feelings on The Prom and James Corden. <laughs> but listen to that episode wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or, of course, at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And while you're on one of those apps, please give us a five-star rating, leave us a review, subscribe, that's really important, and if you can't do that, at least tell a friend about all the great things that happen here in High School Slumber Party, bi-weekly, at least for now. <laughs> so, did you watch BFL? Did you watch Big Fat Liar? Hope you did. If you'd seen it before, you probably know about it. If you hadn't seen it before, you probably have no idea what this movie's about. But this is a early film in a lot of people's careers Paul Giamatti for one but like this movie was at the pinnacle of Frankie Munez's I don't know power I guess his stardom hot off Malcolm in the middle can't wait to talk about it and my guest of course is my cousin cousin pumpkin he's back he's got some thoughts on this film can't wait for you to hear him but of course I promised it the last two weeks we have to do it right. Brian Rodriguez is here with some high school movie news. Wait. No, he's not. This is weird. Uh, it seems like Brian Rodriguez has been detained south of the border somewhere. Oh, no. I'm just reading this message now. An army of raccoons has taken him hostage. Oh, I can't do this. I'm sorry, guys. It's been a busy week. I guess I'm not a good liar. Womp womp. But I haven't been able to do high school movie news. Well, it's been busy for a reason, though. I'm doing a project for later this month that's... It's exciting. I don't want to tell you what it is yet, but it's something new that I hope to do at the end of every year. 
Hope you'll enjoy it. And I have a feeling that Brian Rodriguez, our news anchor version of Brian Rodriguez, will make an appearance in that episode. He's been studying up, garnering some notes and, and news, so wait up for that, I promise you. Yeah. So, what you been up to? Hmm. Oh my god, I thought that bell was never going to come. <laughs> Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother sleeping at Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. Let's do it. Let's talk about Big Fat Liar. This has an interesting soundtrack. A lot of uh, 90s, late 90s, early 2000s stuff. Smash Mouth, Baja Men. But we're going to go with a song from probably the most iconic scene in the movie. And that is, of course, the scene where Marty Wolf turns blue in his pool and the song playing is Hungry Like a Wolf by Duran Duran. Class dismissed. generation maybe you saw it but before that cousin pumpkin welcome back today how are you doing are you are you here have you arrived (laughs) i'm here i'm here well i'm I'm still arriving we'll see (laughs) you expressed interest in coming on again i wanted you to come on again we couldn't figure out the movie some movies we have to push back to next year because we have already planned i want i want my monthly special now you want a monthly deal i don't know if it's gonna happen especially Especially if I move to only once a week rather than twice a week. I'm not that special. <laughs> no, because that's just, one in four. That's 25% of episodes. Maybe that's what I'm worth. Well, let's what see, do the people want? Let's see how you perform when the movie isn't kids. When it's the opposite of hey, kids. I did the Goofy movie. <laughs> you did. You did. This, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But we discussed a bunch of movies. I know we uh, we were talking about maybe doing a Disney Channel original movie, which I definitely want to do. I definitely want to get into that. Yeah, and I'm upset because I'm gonna. I'm just gonna refer to this person as my agent now, whether he knows it or not. My agent said that I wouldn't be worthy of oh. doing a certain Disney Channel oh, original God. movie, and I think I am worthy. You wanted to do the color of friendship. Maybe some people yeah. suggested you did a little bit more research before doing that film. But whatever, That's fine. I could do that. <laughs> I could do my homework. We'll do it. We'll do it at some point. No, I don't even know if I want it now. So we were sitting down. We were talking about what movie you could do, and I forgot that you're owed an American Pie on here. And I'm like, damn, we forgot that. Yes, I am owed an American Pie. <laughs> I should listen to your original American Pie. That was like one of the first. That was you and Kyle. Yeah, it was a two-parter, but. We'll cover it again. You're owed that. You're also owed a tattoo. 
Mm. So I know you guys are like, where's Pumpkin's tattoo? I kind of was thinking, oh, would be great to do it for a live show for our 200th episode. A live show? Not live, but like to, to debut it live. You know, not like people watching it, the tattoo. But realistically... Oh, debut my tattoo live? Yeah. But realistically, let's be honest. Who knows when we can go live again in that kind of setting. It might not even be 2021. Who could knows? could stream it, maybe. Yeah, we'll have to think of something like that, so... We're, we're in episode 170-something now. You know, on our 200th episode, maybe we'll do it. Who knows? But yes, you are getting, you're still getting the Goofy Movie tattoo. Listen, if there's fans in stadiums, why can't we get some people to come look at my <laughs> tattoo? We'll go to Florida where there's like no restrictions. <laughs> no laws. We'll just, we'll just do it down there. We'll definitely get COVID. Yeah, and nobody wants that. So <laughs> Florida is the land of the misfit toys. <laughs> I love doing that. What they say, like, what do they say? You look up Florida man and then put your birthday in. I've never done that. You're, you've never done that? And it's no. always a weird story. Let's do it. Let's do Let's it. See. What's your uh, What's your birthday again? September. September 29th, 1993. 29th. Florida man, September 29th. Yes. In case any of your friends, uh, your friends, well, they are your friends. They're your family. Want to send me any birthday gifts? Florida man arrested for cutting brake lines in over a hundred, a hundred e-scooters. E-scooters? <laughs> yeah, he must have been really pissed off. And I get it, I understand, because they probably just left the fucking scooters around everywhere. Cutting and, the brake lines, and, though? Yeah, That's and this guy's like, you know what? You guys want to do this? Bring these scooters around? Cut he, all the brake lines. He's suspected for tampering with nearly 140 scooters. That's ballsy because, like, all it takes is one person to get seriously hurt on one of those scooters because of a faulty brake line, and they find out that you're the yes. guy running around cutting these brake lines. August. You know what? That that reminds me of of Bif- Biffle. Is that what we're calling it now? Big Bif- fat liar. Yeah, well, Biffle. They, they, yeah, they I know they said the it movie. in the movie Biffle. Some of the things they do to this guy, I'm like, yo, he could have died. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's definitely something to say about that. <laughs> Quickly, I did my birthday, August 21st, Florida man. Really quickly. And it's Florida man arrested after botching in-home castration surgery. Mm. I feel like you, you won this one. <laughs> Guys, play the Florida man game at home. Let me know what what uh, what you get. Your guy tried to... Castrate t- himself, I believe. Castrate or circumcise himself? Castrate. Oh, that's even worse. Oh. <laughs> because it is Big Fat Liar, we should play uh, like two truths and a lie. Okay. But I don't know how you're going to come up with this game on the spot right now. Well, we can just play it the old school way. Just anything? Two yeah. truths and a lie? About, I don't... Things about us in high school. Things about us in high school. I'll go first. I'm going to say two truths and a lie, and then you say it, and then it'll be a fun game. So, in honor of Big Fat Liar... Wait, you didn't introduce yourself first. <laughs> Why don't... Oh, yeah, we skipped all this. Why don't you introduce yourself, then we'll play Two Truths and a Lie. All right, it's Cousin Pumpkin in the house. You know, Manchester Township High School. All my hawks out there. Class of 2011. Always and forever. Nice, nice. You know, we love our, our Hawks out there. We, you, You've been representing the good old Manchester. You're wearing your Manchester Township football shirt today. Yes, yes. Even though that was like by far our worst sport. Oh, yeah. Our football team was always stressed. But we did have one NFL player. I, I don't know if he might have played like one game. I forget his first name, but Malice. His first name is Malice? No, his last name is oh. Malice. <laughs> I know he ended up on some practice squads and stuff. But We actually... I think he played, um, I think he, he played for the Bears or somebody. We started getting good at the end of my high school tenure, but we were bad at the beginning, which was pretty funny. This season, we had a high school alumni from 
Oltapan make a big interception for the Rams. I mean, don't get me wrong. Down by me, there was some good high schools for football and like Jersey is like good Jackson. High Jackson always pumped out good football teams and players. Uh, Brick did as well. You hate Brick. I do hate Brick. <laughs> Bro, anyone listening from Brick Township? <laughs> I don't hate. I mean, my girlfriend's from Brick, so I can't. You can't really say I hate Brick. But. Uh, so Jordan Fuller on the Rams, he made a big pick this year. Earlier. He's from he's from your your he, neck yeah, of the he went woods. To my high school, yeah. Oh, okay. So let's do it. I, I teased it. Let's do it. Let's play two truths and a lie in honor of Big Fat Liar. From oh high wait, school. real quick, just since you trumped me on that for the NFL people for high school, I have an Olympian who went to my high school. Ooh. Andrew Valman ran four by four. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. So, who won that? Let's go, Manchester. Not a competition. What is, what is your high school's mascot? We're the Golden Knights. Lame. <laughs> Similar colors. We're blue and gold. You're blue and yellow. Okay. I just immediately went to like the Vegas colors. Yeah. Gold and black. We had it. We had it before them. They copied us. <laughs> All right. You ready for two truths and a lie? Let's go. It might take me a minute to think of something, but I'll hear yours first. So for those of you out there who don't know what this game is or how it's played, you have to say two true things, one lie, and the other person has to guess which one of those things is a lie. So let me start out. I wrote down a couple truths about myself. I'm going to try to make up the lies on a fly. So let's see. Okay. I feel like I forgot my lie. (laughs) I was elected to student government. I was named captain of the cross-country team senior year. I was on the improv team. Uh, I'm going to go with the lie is... What was the first thing you said? The first thing I said was I was elected to student government. I'm going to go with the lie is that uh, you were captain of the cross-country team. That is the lie, but not for the reasons you think. I was named captain of the cross-country team my junior year. Not my senior year, but you got it right. Okay, I got it right. That was was not the reason I was thinking. (laughs) I was elected to student government. I was elected as publicity chair my sophomore year in a fluke. You would do that. So you just, tell me, you just ran as a joke and you won? Kind of. It 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 probably started off as a joke and then you started taking it mad serious. Well, no, I was pushing my friend to run and he he ran for president. And the day where everyone was signing up to run... This is so bad, but I saw that this one kid was running unopposed, <laughs> and, he, and he was like not the most popular kid. And not, you were like, oh, I'm, "I'm more at least I'm more popular than this." I was kid. like, "I could take this guy," and I did it. And it's like, I don't feel good about it. I didn't run the next year, but I was elected publicity chair. And what was the third thing I said? Oh yes, and I was on my improv team in high school, where I was also captain. Well, I mean, whatever. You're you're the editing master, so feel free to edit this out. But so politics began with you then. What do you mean? In your, in your blood. There's oh, some, some oh. politics in your blood. <laughs> no, you can't count school politics. Ah, it all began with you. That's it's the first I know. I'm a behind-the-scenes man. I'm a behind-the-scenes man. That's for sure. Do you have yours or no? Uh, I got to think for a second again. I had mine. Um, so there was, there was this one Halloween, right? <laughs> Just a, it's a weird way to start two truths in a lie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, there's a... A little bit of a, well, not a full story. Okay, but okay, continue. Whatever, I'm just going to give you the story. There was one Halloween, and it was like one of the first parties I went to in high school, or whatever. And so this kid came and picked me up at my house. It, I ran cross country with him and this other kid. And, you know, you know, Dominican parents, my mom came out, had to like 
talk to him and this and that and make sure everything was fine. But I had no Halloween costume. So I just went to the mall. And the only thing I found in Hot Topics was a fucking Wolverine costume. But it was all like large XL. Like I'm a schmedium at best, you know? So I have this old school Wolverine costume too at, at that. With like the blue gloves with the claw, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. It's the best. And it's super baggy. Then we go up north and it's up in uh, Rumson. Is it Rumson or Ramsey? Where's the rich people live? <laughs> but I think they in live Jersey. in both those places. Uh, it was Ramsey's one of the... by me. Rumson's by uh, Rumson. Short. Yeah, Rumson yeah. definitely because obviously I'm... it was in Rumson. I go into this girl's house, right? She has a box of CDs just sitting down in the house. Mind you not, at this point, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, wow, this is going to be so embarrassing. I look like a fool with this extra. (laughs) All it was was a t-shirt and like the Wolverine mask and these claws that I'm going to this like fancy high school party. I walk in. She has a CDs, like a bunch of CDs lined up. It was all her demos, like her singing and stuff. Oh my God. Because like this kid that I went to high school with like a kid who knew this girl like modeled as a like as a child and that's how he met her or whatever and then there was like all these bad girls there and i just look like this 10 year old wearing this wolverine stuff like during the party one we met her parents and the parents are mad nice they had a chocolate like fondue fountain i'm like what kind of high school party is this and like all this crazy fancy stuff they had mp3 players in the wall and stuff and this isn't like 2009 you know yeah I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, you just go up to the wall and, you know, hit radio and play, and then this, the music will play in the speakers. And then we saw, like, kids disappearing into rooms. And we're like, what oh are they God. doing? And, like, we're thinking they're doing, like, coke and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then we end up leaving that party and go to, like, a different party back in our town. We found out they were just drinking <laughs> the entire time. Privately? Yeah. Well, I guess. But that's the one story from my high school. I'm guessing that's the truth. Well, you gotta have to. You're gonna have to wait. It's two truths and a lie. <laughs> well, you had a lot of specifics on that one. So, well, there's that. I was also named my cross country captain. I could go into that story, but I feel like there's no no need for it. And then uh, my other one. Oh, the first time that I ever indulged in some illegal activity of this is, this is the a public, smoking kind this is a public podcast yeah it's okay. fine you don't have to edit okay. that out this is high school like everyone's done that at least once and it's <laughs> pretty much know. it's pretty much legal everywhere now anyways but um yeah the first time i ever did that my actually no is it that yeah my mom like uh she didn't know where i was and i and freaking my brother decided to, cause I like I went to a I went to a party and my and I was just like f it wet and then my mom was hitting me up didn't know where I was <laughs> and my brother without my knowledge decided to stuff my bed and make it look like I was sleeping there cause he knew that I had left yeah and I was like oh mom's and I started texting him. I was like mom's freaking out like where am I this and that and he's like dude you're you're gonna get in trouble you might as well just stay there. And so he stuffed my bed and all this. And then eventually I just gave in to my mom. So she came and pulled up to the party. Thank God she did not like come into the house. So I just left with her and stuff. So I get in the car and she's like, you think, you think you're funny? You think you're smart? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you try to stuff your bed like if you're sleeping, blah, blah. I was like, no, I didn't. She's like, you're a liar. Listen to that. I'm like, mom, I, like anytime you caught me in anything, I'm just straight up like you got me. I never lied, but my brother screwed me there. 
That's so weird that he would do that, but... Well, he was like, I saw it in movies, so I wanted to see if it would work. But at least give me the heads up. So this movie is about being a good liar, and I definitely don't think you're a good liar. No. I'm, I'm guessing that the cross-country captaincy was the lie, because you didn't tell a story with that one, and you told very detailed stories with the other one. Yeah, I figured I was going <laughs> to give it away with what I said, but yes and no, it's kind of a lie, because there's kind of a story behind that one, too. <laughs> You were not cross country captain. I was not named cross country captain official, like but you officially. Named yourself captain. No. Well, I mean, I got named captain after like somebody else bitched about me, me not getting named captain. So I don't really count it. But in hindsight, I kind of think it makes me more of the captain of the team. So when... there you go. There were three truths. You've said this before, though, that you're not a good liar. Yeah, I'm not a good liar. No. So I don't know. You wouldn't be the big fat liar. Mm hmm. I, I got some that I'm going to rattle off. If you Do you have any more? Or are you? Well, i got to look at my list. Here's my next one. Two truths and a lie. I was a member of the chess club. I was a member of the history society. I was a member of the women's issue club. Chess club lie. Yep, correct. That is a lie. Yeah, I know you too well. <laughs> All right, yeah, i got to do it like that. You don't have to. You could tell elaborate stories, but you got one has to be a lie. You can't be like, here are my two truths, here are long stories with details. Yeah. That mm. I wouldn't make up. Oh, and by the way, here's one of them, but I'm not going to say the story to that one. Um, well, I'll give you another while you're thinking. All right. Quick one. I won the school Halloween costume senior year. Costume contest senior year. I wore jeans to my senior prom. I once had a lightsaber conf- confiscated by the vice principal. I'm going to say the lies, the Halloween costume contest. Incorrect. It's the jeans to prom. I did not wear jeans to prom. When do you even see me wear jeans? Yeah, you're right. I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think that through. So yeah. I'm like, you could have won a Halloween costume. Like that, that seems like if you're going to go into that, you're going to do it all, I feel like, all the way. I won for being a Vermont-themed superhero. I've never been to Vermont still. Named the Green Mountain Boy. That's creative. creative. I, I had a ski pole. I had some truth syrup. I had a... <laughs> Do you, do you have what any uh, drawing skills? I do not have drawing skills. Oh, you need to find somebody with drawing skills or animation skills, and we need to make the Green uh, Mountain Monster. <laughs> why the Green... Why not, like, if it's a superhero, why not, like, the double the double black diamond monster, the Green Mountain, like, the easiest part Mountain of the mountain? Boy. No, because Vermont means Green Mountain. That's oh, a little historical I'm context. thinking of, like, skiing and snowboarding. I'm like, green, like, green is the easiest. You know, no, no, no. That's no. what I'm thinking. And then, yes, me and Kyle, the foodie films man, once had a lightsaber duel in school, and we got our lightsabers confiscated by the vice principal. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, I'm not a good liar. I'll give you another one. I once was arrested for drinking at a party. I once let two dogs out of a party accidentally, so I let the dogs out. I That's once truth. slapped someone in the face. I feel like the arrested one is like just... Like, that has to be the lie, but I feel like that's too obvious of the lie. But I'm going to go with that one. Correct. Yes, I did not get arrested. I didn't really drink in high school. Kyle and I, again, Who Kyle. did you slap? You just open palm slap somebody? Like, out of anger, or was it like slap I someone out of a joke? I used to run my mouth a lot in so high you, school. So then you have to slap people? Well, listen, listen. <laughs> I used to run my mouth a lot in high school. No, I could see that. Like, older kids used to give me shit. And I would give it straight back to them. Yeah, yeah. You could be a sarcastic asshole. Yes. No, 100%. And this kid was giving me shit for so long. And I was just like, you know what? 
you ever see The Rock when he wrestles? He just gives that like old backhand you, slap. No, and I was you like, backhanded somebody. The, the guy never bothered me again. I think he was more shocked than anything. I don't think he was I hurt. Think, I think he was more shocked. Than I anything. think I have. Listen, if somebody backhanded me, I have to fight you. No, it's I, a different. No, because I think he was shocked. I guess if any grown man slaps you out of anger <laughs> instead i feel like that's more disrespectful and then a backhand is like a double disrespectful and then you're getting smacked by another man <laughs> that's so disrespectful i feel like on so many levels instead of getting punched like, i think i'd rather get punched in the face than get slapped by a man one time kyle and i snuck into a uh, cast party for the play Kyle was on the crew, so it wasn't that weird, but we went to a cast party, and it was a really weird party. I think I've told this on the podcast. The girl, oh my god. So we went to this party, and the dad looked just like Freddie Mercury. We opened the door, he's like, hey guys, what's up? And they're like, hey, we're here for the party, and he's like, we, we thought it was like not that kind of party. Like, oh yeah, they're in the basement. I don't remember you guys from the play. And Kyle's like, oh, we're on the crew. He's like, crew lackeys, right. Like, so we, we go down to the basement, and this girl had a mural. She was like a freshman or a sophomore, but she had a mural of herself painted in this basement of her on a carousel horse. But for some weird reason, the mural was painted of her with large breasts, and she did not have large breasts. And it was the most bizarre thing you could ever think or see. And like, who painted this? Regardless. It reminds me of like American Pie. (laughs) Milf, milf, milf. Did we let the dogs out? Accidentally, yes, because we are like, forget this party, it's lame. And they had these two beautiful Weimariners. And we're leaving, and the door's open, and these two dogs run outside. We're like, oh my god, this is a beautiful home. Kyle and I, for like ten minutes, have like coaxed them back in. Thank god we got them in. There was a moment where we were like, did we just leave? And just say they got out of the house? Of course oh we didn't Oh my gosh. That. Of course we didn't do that. Okay, I, I, you know what? I got one. I got, I got one. I'm good. I crossed the lake frozen and almost died. Uh, okay. Another time, ran to like ran from our high school to a movie theater, pretty far away, and just took a monster dump in the movie theater. <laughs> it was in it. Okay. It, running shits are different shits. And damn, I forgot my other one. I didn't write it down. <laughs> so that's the lie because you can't remember it. Okay. Suck at this game. I'll come back to you at a later date. <laughs> but it's it's fine. Th- that's good. That means you're a person. I, 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 yeah, I can't lie. I, I just can't think. You're of a man of integrity. Like you don't lie. Out. You're an honest guy. I think people appreciate that. That frozen lake one was bad. <laughs> okay, final one. I once had to serve a suspension. I tried out, didn't make the swim team, and had to be rescued from the pool, or I had to attend summer school. No, you you de- you don't have to be rescued from. The- the, the pool, the swim team one is a lie. Correct. I know that you've had a pool your entire life. You know how to swim. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a good liar either. Who knows? I think I've just known you too well. But I did want to bring up the whole summer school thing because that's kind of the premise of Big Fat Liar here. You know, I definitely want to share that story when we talk about it more. But today we're talking about Big Fat Liar from 2002. This was a movie, like I said, I think a lot of people remember of a certain generation and then some don't. What I found so fascinating about this film is there are a lot of people who are from other high school films that are in this movie. There are a lot of people who weren't as famous when they shot the movie. And a lot of the behind the scenes people get really famous really later. But this is definitely a kids movie. You know, this is not like kids. When I say kids, yeah, movie, it's yeah. not like no, the definitely. film kids that you did before. 
That's probably why, I mean, I don't want to like give out my whole hand here, but it's probably why I feel a certain way about this film. And I get it. It's not made for us. It's not made for adults. But indulge me, if you will. Indulge me with Big Fat Liar. Because there were some moments that I really, really did enjoy. Again, ultimately, I don't think we're the audience. But let me read the back of the DVD for those of you not familiar with Big Fat Liar. Also, I, I have another one. But remind me at the end. What, Two I'll Truths be, and a Lie? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I wrote it down this time. Hopefully I remember Get ready for Big Fat Laughs, featuring Frankie Munez and Amanda Bynes. Big Fat Liar is the hilarious revenge comedy filled with nonstop action and laugh-out-loud fun. 14-year-old Jason Shepard has the reputation for stretching the truth. So when big-time Hollywood producer Marty Wolf steals his class paper and turns it into a smash hit movie, no one believes Jason's latest tall tale. On a cross-country adventure... To set the record straight, which is not really true. They travel, but it's not like a cross-country adventure. Regardless, Jason and his best friend Kaylee devise a high-tech plan to squeeze the truth out of Wolf through a series of outrageous pranks, crazy stunts, and big laughs. It's payback big time. I feel like they're like in the Midwest. Yeah, they're probably, in Michigan. Right? Okay. I was like, do they say? I don't They go cross-country, but I don't feel like it's like a cross-country adventure. They're not like in a no, no, car. No, know, they just they, fly. They, yeah, they just fly. So a little background on this film. Very important cast. Very cool cast. But at the time, I don't think people realize this. This is like such a 2002 film because Frankie Munoz is the biggest star in this entire movie top billing this is like a frankie muniz project i was reading some production notes they thought it was a huge deal to get frankie muniz well i remember like i was never a big frankie muniz fan i don't know if i pronounced his last name right right there but um i remember him being always like big and a big deal but for me i i would think amanda Bynes would be the big star you know and Amanda Bynes, like, this is her moment, too. She's doing the Amanda show. But this is actually her first film ever. Bad choice, Amanda. Bad. Whoever your agent was, I'm trying to be PG here, but... <laughs> Come on. Fudged that one up. So Frankie Muniz, of course, was really hot off of uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Overrated hot take. <laughs> You're not a big fan of Malcolm in the Middle. Honestly, I would have to give it another take. Because I've only seen it at, like, whenever, like, you, you know, just scrolling through the... Not the TV guide, but... Flipping through channels. Yeah, flipping through the channels. Gotcha. Watching uh, clips here and there, but... But, like, there's so many 2002 things here. Like, it opens with a Smash Mouth song. The way they're dressed. Oh, yeah. So 2002. Yeah. Like, Frankie Muniz has cargo shorts, a t-shirt with, How about like, a long sleeve under it. The walkie-talkie text things that they had. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, neon colors. I was just thinking, like, this is so, like, straight 90s. But I guess you're right, because for me, like... 2000s, I guess, are really my childhood. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm always thinking 90s, but, but not, not really. No. no. So, a little background on the film. The production company behind this was Tolan Robbins. Michael Tolan and Brian Robbins are the lead producers. Brian Robbins is now the president of Nickelodeon. So, he has rose up that ladder. And at, at the time, though, this production company was more known for making Nickelodeon TV shows. Uh, All That, Keenan and Kel, The Amanda Show... So this is the guy who runs Nickelodeon now? Now, yeah. What? I just feel like Nickelodeon has taken a backslide. Well, you're you're not a kid, okay? I, all right, I know that, but how many kids do you know care about Nickelodeon now? You ever hear really kids know. talk about Nickelodeon? I Disney really still? Disney's prevalent. I feel like when I was a kid, there was a big Nickelodeon, yeah, Disney battle, like and Cartoon Network. There was only three channels for kids yeah. at the time, but okay, fair. Like, they all bid for my attention. 
Cousin Skeeter was another show, and I bring up Cousin Skeeter for a reason. Have you ever seen Cousin Skeeter? Are you familiar with Cousin Skeeter? Cousin Skeeter no was a show about a puppet who went to move in with his cousin named Skeeter. The puppet was played by Bill Bellamy, Megan Good. I the hope show. there's like a play on this. Like, I hope it gets like somewhat dark and adult. <laughs> no. 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 How do you have a show named Cousin Skeeter and it doesn't go that way what at some you... point? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'll show you a picture of Cousin Skeeter. It had like a couple seasons, but this is Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Because I'm just thinking of Ski Ski. Yes, no, but no. No? No, it's I a mean, kid's I ne- show. I mean, never, I've never seen this show. It's a kid's show. It has a puppet. Okay, I don't know. I've never seen this show. Maybe it's a good show. I'm just telling you where my brain has went. <laughs> cousin Skeeter was like the Cousin Pumpkin of his day, but he was a puppet. Okay, my guy then. <laughs> I bring it up because uh, these producers, they met the director of this film when he was doing uh, Cousin Skeeter. His name's Sean Levy, or Sean Levy, L-E-V-Y. What do we think that is? I'm looking at it right now. Well, you said Levy first, and I'm just thinking Levy. I'm going to go with Levy. Or it could be Levy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Levy, Sean Levy, apologies if, if I don't, you know, I, I've read your name so many times, but I You're don't. asking the wrong guy. You're asking the wrong both of us. We grew up on Spanglish. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, Sean Levy, Levy, I'll use it interchangeably. We'll say Levy. Sean Levy was working on Cousin Skeeter. He was a student fresh out oh. of USC film school. And if you've heard that name, Sean Levy today, for example, I think like a, a couple weeks ago, just got a nine-figure deal from Netflix to, oh, to make nice. stuff. This is somebody... Nine figure? Yeah, this is somebody who, since that day, this was his debut film directing, since that day, has taken off. So he did all the Night of the Museum movies. It's funny that, like, you're right, you're saying, like, all these people have, like, kind of made big things off of this. Yeah. And I don't know why, in my head, like, I'm just, especially seeing all the Universal things, I'm like, these MFers did not spend a lot of money on this movie. They didn't! Like, they did everything studio, in-house... Using all their things, I felt like they were just like, we have Amanda Bynes and, and Frankie, let's make something with them, let's, let's hit this cash cow for some quick money. No, absolutely, this was only a $15 million budget movie, which is nothing for film. And they were like, we got these two big stars. So Sean Levy's done, he did Just Married, Cheaper by the Dozen, all the Night at the Museum movies, Real Steel, which has kind of made a comeback on Netflix recently. But I think now he's most known for, in this next generation... He's one of the producers and directors of Stranger Things. Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously... I love Stranger, Stranger Things. It was a huge hit, so you can't be dissing Big Fat Liar. That'd be great if it was a movie. Well... Then we could do it here. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I, you know what? And and I didn't want to mention it because I want to bring it up on air. Does this count as a high school movie? So, it this is, is a, a big bit, debate here. It is a bit controversial. He is 14. You could be a eighth grader or you could be a high schooler. Well, he says he's in eighth grade, but he never specifies if he needs to do the summer class to graduate or if that's him to get into eighth grade. That's the thing. I was watching it. It, it counts because we count the summer going to, and this movie takes place as a summer. But going it doesn't to. specify. He could be oh, 14 no, it, going into eighth grade. No, he, that, that's Why? unrealistic. No. No, my one of my good friends was okay. He was older. Perhaps depends on the, the cutoff date. Guess what? We watched the movie. I took notes. We're doing it. I like doing movies about younger kids anyway, 14, 15 year olds, because so many movies are about seniors and parties, and you forget about like the innocence of being fourteen, being fifteen, and it's not a hundred percent clear. Again, like you said, 
like what grade he's going in. He's picked on by older kids. I just feel like if it was him going into high school, it would have been a bigger deal. When do they mention 8th grade? He mentions it, that he's in 8th grade. Well, whatever, we're doing it. <laughs> I just wanted to call you out and you're fraudulent. No, I mean, I've done 8th grade movies too. But again, I, I believe that it is his... Oh, so could we do the Sandlot then? No, they're not in 8th grade. I looked that up. They're supposed to be like 5th graders. Supposed to be. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen nothing. You know, I'm fascinated though that like Sean Levy, like he's in the position he is today from this film it's amazing because this film was actually a surprise hit you mentioned the 15 million dollar budget it wasn't like something that was insanely popular but it ended up making let's see i just realized that when it it seemed like most of the movie was taking place in universal studios yeah so i'm like obviously universals did this movie like what an easy way to be like we can use people loving movies in hollywood and this and to make a film out of Especially if we have two stars that we don't know what to do with. <laughs> so it ended up making $53 million, which again, is not like rocking the world, but from... It's 15, not record-breaking, but... But from $15 million? That's a nice profit. That is a very nice profit. And it obviously led to success for a lot of the, not just the filmmakers, but the stars themselves. But just in regards to the script... I feel like you can argue that it made more success for the... The stars that you didn't know at the time were going to become stars than the actual stars at the time. Oh, I 100% agree with I that. I feel like the agents of Amanda Bynes and Frankie mm-hmm. are kicking themselves. No, not... I want to say fully kicking themselves. For but. doing this movie? No, because I, they both got hotter after this. Yeah? This is Amanda Bynes' first film. Of course she gets hotter after this. I don't know, but I would like. I feel like after knowing Amanda Bynes before this and then seeing this, they clearly kept her to her role in this. Yeah, she's, she's definitely, uh, you know, we'll talk about her a little bit more. I would have liked more of her than Frankie. I, I don't disagree. One more person here who low-key is like, I'm, I wasn't familiar with, but I was like, wow. Christopher Beck was the composer. He did the music for this. Now he's a big-time uh, composer on, on films. He did The Hangover. He did Frozen. He did Ant-Man. And this was his first film. So every corner you look on this film, it's someone getting their like first shot at something. That's crazy. I, honestly, I didn't even listen to the music. Like, I don't remember any of the soundtrack from this film at all. And now I feel like I should have. The soundtrack is insane. I, I, again, I didn't really pick up on the score. The soundtrack is so... And, and I'll go over it in a second, but the soundtrack is so 2002. Is it like super alternative rock? No, it's like corny 2002. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't know how to put it. Um, I mean, I might as well read who's on the soundtrack now. Smash Mouth. Uh, well, there's the Duran Duran song, Hungry Like the Wolf. That's a big moment okay. in this film. Yeah. Eiffel 65, like, blue, da, boom, dee, da, da. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's of important course. here. One the, hit wonder over there. You remember that music video? Yeah, those crazy music video. Yeah. <laughs> but the Baja Men are on this soundtrack. 2000s. What a weird time. What a weird time searching for its identity, that's for sure. Yeah. So we already mentioned Frankie Munoz as uh, Jason Shepard. But his opposite, Marty Wolf. Who I think is probably the most memorable person from this film for a lot of people is played by Paul Giamatti, who had done things, but he wasn't the uh, Emmy Award winning brooding actor, star of Billions, oh, Paul Giamatti boy. at the time. Well, I've grown to like him in Billions. He's a different, I mean, he's a, yeah, he's a different character in this than he is in Billions. Of course. Sure. But, but there's still a lot of similarities, I feel like. 
at least his body language and the way he acts could be similar. He's he's a great actor. You know, he was great in John Adams, but recently traded a Compton, Love and Mercy, Ides of March, which I love. He played Santa Claus, Christmas, we're around Christmas time, in the movie Fred Claus. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I had seen him in a couple things before this. Uh, Man on the Moon, Saving Private Ryan, but it was a small role. He was in Save, Saving Private Very Ryan. Very small role, yeah. Uh, Big Mama's House, he's in. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, really loved him, though, in a film Sideways. Is that the one with the bottle? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I need to watch that. For me, that was his, like, breakout. But this is pre that. This is, uh, he's Marty Wolf, an arrogant studio producer who I think everyone remembers as the guy who turns blue. I mean, for me, I like, I just mainly knowing him from Billions and this now. I feel like whenever he like acts or like whenever he his character is speaking, like you're watching him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so good. He calls for the screen. The studio wanted a ton of bigger names for this, but but Levy or Levy, we can't figure it out. But he actually went to college with uh, Paul Giamatti, and he thought he'd be great. So. Uh, that's how we got Paul Giamatti in here. And again, I think everyone remembers him being blue in this movie. It's a really big deal. Um, the blue dye was... he was blue for a minute, yo. Yeah, yeah, for like most of the movie. The blue dye actually was tattoo ink that they sprayed on his body throughout the day. I would have been like, are you sure this ain't permanent? Apparently it itched. Apparently it wasn't the best. He didn't mind it, though. What he did mind is that he could not wash it off his feet, and his feet were blue for several months after it. I feel like that'd be the least of my worries. Like, you know, the, your most covered part of one of the most covered part of your body's like, I guess unless you're a sandal guy and I'm not. Fair. <laughs> well, like a flip flop guy, no. Maybe way. he is. I don't know, California. I'm totally, totally that douchebag with like flip flops and the sandals. Oh God. On the beach, yeah. Wait, flip flops and socks? Yes, that's what I meant. Oh. Sandals, duh. <laughs> I knew yeah, you meant. Flip flops and but... socks. <laughs> so Amanda Bynes plays Kaylee who's Jason's best friend. This is her film debut. Lindsay Lohan was originally cast, but dropped out last minute, so they brought in Amanda Bynes. You're right, though. This is a... What? You, you made a face. Well, like, if, if Lindsay Lohan was in this film at this time, I'm feeling it, like, in her career, this it would have been a thousand times way more cornier. <laughs> so much. Thank God she dropped out. <laughs> I feel like that might have saved this film. For me, at least. Amanda Bynes had, had a great run... And eventually, you know, she's going to get her own leads in a lot of teen stuff, like She's the Man, What a Girl Wants, right? Yeah. But, but, but I think you're right. He what actually, a Girl Wants is good. She's kind of subdued in this performance here. Like, I think she's great. Look, I don't want to get into what happened to her later in her life. She has face tattoo now. And really? Yeah. She has a face tattoo yeah, now? I that... was literally, like, I'm, I'm like, I feel like right now would have been the time for Amanda Bynes to thrive. I, she didn't need anything else besides YouTube right now, you know. Like she, she, she could do so, so many talented. different characters. Maybe like, she is still so talented. I don't know. We don't see her in a lot of stuff. I pray for her. I hope you know if she really wants to, she gets back into films. But I know it's been pretty rough go around the yeah. last couple years. Amanda yeah. Bynes, if you listen to this, hit me up. <laughs> I got you. People thought the face tattoo was fake, and then nope, it was real. I have to look that up right now. Well, we'll see after I see the face tattoo, Amanda. Oh no. <laughs> she took the 2000s serious. <laughs> what? Things have not been. Good. Amanda. 
But but we want an Amanda Bynes comeback. I'm Amanda, all for please. It. <laughs> that was such a bad Amanda Bynes impersonation. I always remember like a show like I gotta go feed my lobster. See ya. Yeah, she was hilarious. She's Even in this, voice. she's funny. She's a great voice. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, oh, I thought that heart tattoo over her eyebrow was a mole. I'm like, when does she have a mole? <laughs> yeah, but she's she's great in this, honestly. Or I don't know about great. I think she's a little subdued. I think she could do more. But I think you're right. Like Frankie Muniz, for all the love he was getting at the time, I would love if there was, there was more Amanda Bynes in this film. Yeah, absolutely. She like she was way better. I need Amanda Bynes like comedy skits. Like, come on. <laughs> so let's run through the, the rest of the cast, because it actually is very interesting. So Amanda Detmer plays Monty, who's like a Marty Wolf's assistant. And we've seen her before. She was in Final Destination. Um, she's in the film Drop Dead Gorgeous. It was cool seeing her here, since we've talked about her. How about Donald Faison, who is Marty's limo driver, or former little limo driver, the one who ends up being the actor? He's from Clueless, which is awesome. It's, it's awesome to see him. What I was even thinking of, I'm thinking of Scrubs. Yes, and then later he does Scrubs. He's a really funny guy. I, I like seeing him in this. And how about the award-winning Sandra O oh as Miss Phyllis Caldwell, the English teacher? Crazy seeing Sandra O oh here. Grey's Anatomy, of course, a bunch of other stuff. Um, Killing Eve. How could I forget that? And she's also in Sideways with Paul Giamatti. So I knew I recognized Princess her. Diaries as well. Princess Diaries. Did you do? Have you done that? I'm assuming you've done that. Oh yeah, we've done that. Oh, Anne Hathaway. She's great. Who else? Oh, Christine Tucci is the mom, and I only mention that because I love Stanley Tucci. That's his sister, apparently. Lee Majors is the uh, older guy who's the stunt. I only say older guy because Marty Wolf does it, but he's the stunt director. Oh, I like him in this. He was the Six Million Dollar Man, that famous TV show. He's pretty awesome. That's a really old show, right? Yes. And he's like, like supposed to be, yeah, yeah, robotic. It's like 60s, 70s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, why do I know that? <laughs> uh, who else? Uh, oh, we wanted to mention, of course, John Cho plays Dusty Wong, the director. Jersey boy. Is he from Jersey? I'm almost positive. I'm pretty sure the TV production is he, because he does Harold and Kumar, right? Yeah, he's Harold. One of the people from Harold and Kumar are from Jersey, and they went to high school at my TV production guy, because that's all he talked about. I think it might have been Kumar, because it says Harold grew up. One, Not Harold, it says John Cho. One of them went to Monmouth University. It says John Cho grew up in uh, California, but he's awesome. I love John Cho. Yeah. You want to see a cool movie? Watch this movie called Columbus. But he's also in a film we're going to cover here called Better Luck Tomorrow. Of course he's in American Pie, as the one who goes, mm-hmm. MILF! Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> MILF, 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 MILF. And... He's, American Pie. You want to see something cool? Go watch on YouTube the auditions for The Office. He was he auditioned to be Jim. Oh, I was literally I was gonna say that I was like he could be a good Jim. And honestly, he was great. He could be a great. He Jim. was great. And like, no offense to John Krasinski. Obviously, John Krasinski did a great job, but he was great in that audition. Definitely check that out. I love John Cho. And actually, they wanted him to have like an Asian accent as the director. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, I like that. He put his foot down. I like know. that. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate that as well. And then uh, there's a bunch of other people with names. The other only one I wanted to mention is Taryn Killam. He has been in a bunch of stuff. Actually, he was in the Disney Channel movie Stuck in the Suburbs. I don't know if you know that one. Nope. He was on the Amanda show, though, for a while. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. He's funny sometimes. He, But he did Saturday Night Live for years as well. So 
he's a cool dude he, he's a cool dude he plays that uh what is he like that jock who's like dumb who ends up like staying with the grandma the whole yeah. time yeah uh, those parts were some of the best parts <laughs> so let's get into it let's talk some more big fat liar this is a short movie not a lot happens really so i don't feel like we're gonna be like deep diving into this and like on kids where we're like you know, oh, contemplating yeah, no, no. what things mean or everything it's pretty um, it's pretty like straightforward what the meaning of the this movie is so he's a liar, obviously, but he's not a liar like an asshole. He just like lies to get himself out of stuff. You ever do that? You ever, uh, as a kid, like lie to get out of an assignment? I, no. As you can tell, I'm not good at creating lies on the spot. I did that all the time. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, but I, I don't feel like I'm like that today. But when I was a kid. I was like a punk like that. I feel like I could see you liking that because just getting into the creative stories or whatever, the more detailed I see. If I'm going to lie, I I keep it to the strict rules. Less details, the better. Oh, I agree. I know my memory. Well, I say I agree, but there's also like the big lie theory where they say like if you're going to lie, make it so big and outrageous that people will just be like, well, why would he say all those details if it wasn't true? Yeah, I understand that, but if you're going to do that, you better remember all those details. <laughs> well, I have a good memory when it comes to those things. So, I guess as a kid, like I would get I would never do my homework, get out of it for things like that. I would do my homework like right before class started. I used to bullshit so much stuff. You remember when like your math teacher would would be like, "Oh, you know, you get points for showing work or, you know, show how show how you did it." And I would just, like, write random numbers and, like, bad handwriting and be like, well, at least I tried, you know, get, like, half the point. I could see you being the smart aleck and just not doing, writing out the problem, just putting the answer. <laughs> I mean, I did stuff like that even in college. I, st- I Like, I, I matured a lot in college, but early in college, I was just, like, too immature for college. I remember telling the professor that he lost my paper. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I handed it in to you. And he was like, oh, my God, you're right. I saw it. I don't know where it is. So I'm like... That's okay. I can go home. See, and I'll print another copy. This is before you could like email stuff. Yeah, and so I just had more time to do it. <laughs> you're you're the typical reason why I'm always my ears are always perked up when the quiet person speaks <laughs> or is around because you could get away with those lies because you're the good student. Not and, necessarily. I no, mean, but you're probably attentive in class and alert of and being able to ask certain questions where. Where the professor wouldn't think, oh, this is a kid who's slacking off or doing this and that. Depends you know on I'm the saying? subject, but definitely for like history and English and stuff yeah. like that, for sure. Math is not my strong suit. Math, I had problems with. That was actually going to be the next thing I was going to talk about. As I mentioned, I went to summer school, actually, because I failed math my uh, freshman year. But I, did, I failed for the stupidest reason. As you know, I wear glasses now. I refuse to wear glasses for years. I had contacts. I had a hard time putting them in. I just stopped putting them in. And honestly, it was all well and good because I do have a pretty good memory. I was able to just you know, like get from what the teacher was saying. Yeah. I don't even take notes now. Well, I take notes now for like the podcast, of course. But I'm re- my handwriting is really bad, so my note-taking is kind of useless. But I would take notes and then I would just commit it to memory. My handwriting is like way better in cursive than it is in Yeah, you know print. what? I realized that about mine, too, and I never use it. Which I used to write all my notes in cursive. Makes sense. But I uh, I didn't have glasses, and my freshman year, math got a little bit harder. I couldn't just memorize it, and I couldn't see the board, and I didn't want to admit that I needed glasses. Did Did your mom do what my mom did when I needed glasses? What'd she do? It, t- it took me forever to convince her that I actually need. Like, it took my middle brother being like, no, he really needs glasses. 
to get glasses. My mom was like, no, you're fine. I feel like that's a very, like, Dominican parent thing. Well, for me, it was it was the glare off the light board. The whiteboard. Because mm. for me, I grew up in the whiteboard area where yeah. you're probably definitely more chalkboard. No, I was transitioned. So my school got know, a big the... renova- renovation going into my senior year or my junior year. And oh, because you, you, you went to like a nice school. Well, a nicer school. But they, they change it all to whiteboards. I mean, that make, that definitely makes sense. I could not see the board, though. Uh, but yeah, I guess typical Dominican parent fa- fashion. Not necessarily, oh, you can see. It's like... They just don't ask questions. Yeah. Kind of. Would I ever, have I ever told you my baseball injury uh, <laughs> high school story? No. We were practicing on the JV field, and it was really bad, like crabgrass, like bad hops. And I was at third base, took a bad hop off, off my knee. My knee swelled up with, like, water and, like, fluid in Oof. it. Never went to the doctor. My parents just went upstairs, grabbed my oldest one of my oldest brother's crutches from whenever he got hurt. Like they're yellow, like or all the pad- all, all the padding is is yellow. Ew. Went to school the next day like it was nothing. Ew. Maybe didn't play baseball for like two or three days, then started playing again. You were fine. No, I was not fine. <laughs> <laughs> I could run at like maybe like thirty percent of my speed. I remember like I was on second base and I'm like trying to get home. My my coach is yelling at me. And I get in the dugout. He's like, why are you running so slow? I'm like, yo, coach, look at my knee. He was like, oh, my bad. I forgot. <laughs> well, I mean, that's so typical, right? I just think it's different, you know? I remember I got a concussion once. This was a little after high school. I think it was a college. And they had renovated my house. And they put in a new towel rack. And I was, like, about to hop into the shower. And I'm like, oh, this is a cool towel rack. And I grab it. Like, oh, it's really... It's really in the wall. The thing in is sturdy. So I I give it a good, like, yank. Falls off, slip on the back of the back of my head, hits the granite countertop. And I was, like, woozy. I was throwing up. And my mom was like, oh, you just have a headache. Don't worry. You'll be fine, you know. It turns out I had a concussion. I never missed school for anything. (laughs) I was the only kid in school for, like, senior skip days and stuff. so funny. Oh, so sorry. So this math class, it got so bad that... I don't know if you remember, but they used to sell these, like, things that were, like, binoculars and a compass and, like, it was, like, a bunch of stuff. So I, used, I took this little thing of, like, binoculars and I was looking at the board like that. And your teacher never questioned you? My teacher was you? like, you need to get glasses. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine, don't worry. I would have been like, um, you're sitting in the front. I couldn't see from even the front row. Oh. So I didn't take it seriously and I went to summer. There were two reasons why I got glasses. One, I went to summer school and I'm like, I can't go to summer school every year. You know? Yeah, I can't do that. Especially, how am I going to pass summer school if I can't see the board? Yeah, and two, I'm like, how am I going to drive? Like, I have driver's ed next year. If I can't see the board from the front row, I'm not going to be able to drive. So, luckily, I got glasses. But summer school stinks. Summer school stinks. So never had to do. Well, I did it in college, but that's different. Yeah, well, that's different. Yeah. When Jace, Jason, when he has to go to summer school, it stinks. He didn't do his his work originally, so he kind of deserved it. But the teacher did give him a second chance. Well, this is kind of like the same thing. It's not like you guys went to summer school because of your intelligence. You just went no, to... No, exactly. For different reasons. <laughs> well, first he makes this story uh, about his parents in the hospital or whatever. Jason Shepard, did you just come in from that window? <laughs> no. You looked a little flushed. I was just creating a cross-draft. Well, now that we're all comfortable, why don't you read us your story? You know what? Let's give someone else a chance. No, I think we'd all like to hear yours. You did do it, didn't you? 
Miss Caldwell. Can I call you Phyllis? No. Understood. But as much as I wanted to write my paper, <laughs> I mean, I really, really wanted to write my paper, I couldn't. And it's because I spent all last night in the Greenberry General Emergency Room. See, my mom made Swedish meatballs for dinner. It's my dad's favorite. And he was so excited, he accidentally swallowed one whole. It was awful. He started choking, his face turned purple, the meatball was literally bulging out of his neck. We rushed him to the ER. I kept trying to write my paper in the waiting room, but it was too hard. I needed to be by my father's side. After all, he's the only dad I got. You are lying through your teeth, you little demon. And they call the parents, and it turns out not to be true, so the teacher gets upset. She's basically like, you have like one afternoon to write this story. And he writes a story and it ends up being a great story. But on the way there, oh, so, oh, one of that, that bully kid stole a skateboard. Yeah. So on the way there, he has his like sister's bicycle, runs into Marty Wolf, who's filming a movie for some reason in his town. Yeah. But see, for me, like you were saying, where you, you would lie your way out of things for assignments. I was more like him. Give me the three hours. We're going to push it and we're going to get it done. <laughs> Dude, I one time, speaking of summer school, I was working at a restaurant. This is in college, but I had an online English class. And I waited, obviously, till the last minute. I'm like a professional procrastinator. And I was working and writing a term paper for my English class. And I was also very good at uh, plagiarizing oh, at the time. So I pretty much plagiarized this whole thing, but, you know, take it and put it into my own words or whatever. And I didn't know that I had to submit it through Turnitin. Oh. And it went through, but your boy was that good. I got a B in the class. Nice, nice. That's how I rolled in high school and in college. I mean, I, I was more like that in college because, again, you could bullshit a little bit in college, but the proof's in the pudding. <laughs> yeah, my AP history class with one girl. It wasn't like she was just like one of my good friends. Her her sister was super smart in high school, so she gave her all her old notes and tests, and they were <laughs> all the same. The teacher was lazy, so it was all the same. So I had that, and then this other girl had a boyfriend at the time, but loved me, <laughs> loved me. She would come over to my house, and I'd be like, I don't even feel like writing my notes. Like we would have to write outlines. I'm like, can you just write my outlines for oh my me? God. And she would write my outlines for me. <laughs> God bless that girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's why this story is a little, is relatable as you talk it out. Because, you know, maybe, maybe you're not a liar, but you got your ways. Mm-hmm. I never lied to that girl. But... <laughs> so, so when he runs into Marty Wolf in the limo. By the way, Marty Wolf's outfits in these movies are ridiculous. Yeah. Like that all-white suit. I think he's wearing like a white uh, Yeah, he... Ugly ass white suit. Tries that. to play like they're over the top, but I feel like I'll a lot it. of things. For sure. Hey, look, it's a silly kids movie. I get that, but it does have some heart in some moments. That's what I had to keep reminding myself. I'm like, who are they playing to? <laughs> so Marty picks him up in the limo, and that's where they're kind of talking. And I, lo I actually love this because Marty, when he hears Jason's story, he's like, "Oh, you did the old bit with a sick dad. This is what you should have done." Yeah. And it's funny because you could see that like Marty Wolf was probably. Jason as a kid, and he just got corrupted by Hollywood. Get in the car. Watch the shoes, watch the shoes. Man, if you only knew the kind of day I've had. Yeah, it must be really, really tough to be 11. I'm actually 14. Oh, my mistake. 
Jason Shepard. Marty Wolf. Famous Hollywood producer. I'm in town shooting my new picture. Oh, yeah, you're that guy. Dude, no offense, but whew, you have made some stinkers in the last few years. Yeah, well, everyone has a dry spell, Ebert. It's Jason. Trust me, all it takes is one hit to get you back on top. Yeah, that's what I'm counting on with this story I'm handing in. Oh, really? Why don't you tell me more about that? Mm. I tried to get out of it, but my teacher busted me. <laughs> What'd you go with? Dog get your homework? No, Dad choked on a meatball. <laughs> you spent all night with him in the ER? Yeah. Uh, the teacher called the old man to confirm. You imitated his voice on the cell phone? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, listen and learn, short stack. Here's where you went wrong, okay? You should have forged a doctor's note, made your dad your sister, and changed the meatball into a chicken wing. It's much easier to swallow if you GMD. Which means get my drift. <laughs> wow. You're good. No, 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 no. I'm the best. Here we are. All right. God bless you there, Jared. It's Jason. Man, it always will be. Now, you keep practicing those lies, Jiminy. Because you can take it from me. The truth, it's overrated. But I love when movies do, like, obvious foreshadowing. Like, when they're in the limo and, like, Marty's like, he's like, I'm the best liar. Mm -hmm. And this kid, like, later on keeps giving him these chances. <laughs> these ch I'm like, he told you he's the best liar. He's never going to give up on this lie. Yeah, but, you know. He had the easiest out ever. All you got to do is call his kid's yeah, dad. He like, didn't want nothing. Just call like, his I want dad. Money, yeah, you know? just call my dad. So we get there because he accidentally leaves his... Because Marty didn't steal it, right? He, I guess he just accidentally leaves it in the limo. When he got into the limo, backpack was already open and it dumped, like, he accidentally he dumped it. He just didn't pick it up. Yeah. Right? So he, he doesn't have the assignment. He's forced to go to summer school. And Marty, which is, this is kind of bullshit in the movie, but Marty ends up taking it and developing it into the hot new movie for next summer. But they're already running trailers that summer. Yeah. Which is crazy. But again, I get it. It's fun for the movie. Uh, quick notes, though. I love their depiction of summer school because that's really what it felt like. It looked like they is were it? Like, it didn't look like that, but it felt like felt that. like that to you. You're in a prison. It feels like you're. It's so hot. Whatever teachers there is miserable because they don't want to be there. Yeah, they even just though whatever like money. little ass money they're making. Absolutely. For it, they probably have substitutes coming in there in and out. Absolutely. No, I mean not really the substitute, but the other stuff. Yeah, I met some good friends. My friend Rosen, who you met, I, I met him there. Though. Oh really? Funny story with him because he moved that, from a different that's town. That's like that's so funny because it's like. Not that surprising. Like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but uh, he actually moved from a different town, and he had to, like, take the class. But Like, I, I feel like Rosen would be in there for the same reasons you would be in there. And that's probably why you guys are friends. <laughs> I feel like both of you are not people that you would, like, generally imagine in summer school. You both got there for dumb reasons. No, I think, again, I think his was because of the... I don't know. I think it was because he was changing schools. But I didn't know anyone in the class. And this girl who's a great under me... Beautiful girl. She's great under you. What? Stop. <laughs> That's a I mean, no. A grade <laughs> under me. Beautiful girl. This like strawberry blonde hair. Uh, more on the blonde side, but like so cute. And she was she was a, a bringing year back a lot of me. memories for you, huh? Yeah, and like it was so hot, but but the sun would glisten in her hair, and she would sit down next. Sounds to me. like summer school was a good time. Wait, listen, listen. She would sit down next to me every day, and we would talk, and it was great. It was a fun time. Then. One day, Rosen walks I sit in. down. Rosen sits next to me. And you know Rosen. Ginger. Stole your hair. Yeah. I mean, I stole your hair. I stole your heart. 
Was, what yes. is it? And I'm like, what is this? What? This is not... And she, it was like a movie. She walks in. She's like, oh, okay. She, she, her seat was taken. And she just sat next to some other guy, whatever. Change your life forever. And, no, because we, we were still friends. But then Rose was like, hi. Oh. No, know. but it did. Well, yeah, because we're friends. It did. But he was... I remember Dave was like... Dave Rosen, full name. He was he was like, hey, so I want to sit next to you because I'm coming to your school next year. You seem like a cool guy. And I'm like, oh, I mean, You did sure. your research, bro? Sure. <laughs> Mind you, it's before Facebook and stuff. Now I got to question Rosen on this. I remember, like, quickly, like, the next year, Rosen saw me in school and he was like, hey. And he goes, like, he meant it, like, so innocently, not as a dick. He's like, you mind if I, like, sit at this table and hang out with you until I find my own friends? At least he was, like, honest and, like, straight up <laughs> no, in but, the situation. But, but he didn't mean it like that. He meant it more like, oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to impose. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, he was just trying to do his thing. I made a lifelong friend of it. I just remember them being like, oh man, what are you talking about? Oh, but regardless, it's hot in summer school. Nobody wants to be there. It's just, ugh. So I felt I don't know, kid. that's not what I remembered from summer school now. Strawberry, you, you, what was her name? Strawberry Blonde? No. <laughs> Better watch out, Nicole. No. If I had the chance, though, that Jason had to get out of it, I totally would have. I don't know if I would have gone through all the trouble because that's a lot. Like, he spent a lot of money to fly on that plane but he's like fuck it i'm gonna go to hollywood i'm gonna get this guy to admit to my dad because honestly like yeah he could get out of summer school that way but i think the biggest reason for him that he was like upset was that his dad like was like come oh, on yeah. let me down i feel like i could see you doing something like that where you're like i'm not about the money not this it's about the principle and i want i just want this out of it yeah yeah I, but I, I, I get totally what get you that. want out of it but this is a good deal right here <laughs> I mean, it's relatable. In that it just shows you how petty the other character was. Oh, Marty Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, Wolf. because like you said, all he had to do was tell his dad that he wrote. Yeah. All, that's all he, he wanted. Had to nothing do. else. No. Nope. He wanted that in the paper, but I'm sure he could have negotiated. Listen, we gotta destroy the paper, and I'll, after I call you. Yeah, that, that's. <laughs> so let's talk about the bulk of the movie, though. When they go out to L.A., um, we don't have to go scene by scene. Just favorite moments. Well, I guess we kind of missed. Something that was one of your favorite moments. So Amanda Bynes originally supposed to stay with her grandma for the weekend. She decides to ditch it, and their plan is to send that like uh, yes, to send the jock kid to stay with her. Why? Why does he agree to do it? I forgot. Oh, oh, because they wanted to do all his summer his yeah. summer work for him, which is similar to your thing, right? People doing your work for you. Yeah, yeah, but that was for different reasons. <laughs> you know, you know, I don't feel bad about that because she tried to use me. And I never gave in. For the record now. For yeah, everyone. for the record. That was before I lost my virginity. And she didn't take it. <laughs> she could have, though. So, so the jock and the grandma, that whole thing's funny because like originally he's like, oh man, he's in a skirt. But the grandma's like really small and blind. And he ends up enjoying it because he's like working out with her. And I took it as like this kid never had love in his life. Yeah. And she's like, oh, sweetie, oh. You look so muscular. Yeah, I'm benching 225. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was a really little, like, funny side gag. It's stupid, but it's still, I still like Every it. Every time they, like, you, it was clear that they were going to go back to that, I got excited. There was some, like, laugh out loud moments in this film, for sure. There was a lot of kid moments, but there was moments that I laughed out loud as well. Yeah. So they hit L.A., and they start lying from the jump. They lie to the limo driver, Donald Faison. One thing I I wish I feel like they never fully connected was like like Frankie and Amanda's relationship. They teased it at one point. Yeah, 
listen, do the typical thing. Make it romantic. Get into it. Get more depth. Because all Amanda Bynes was to this film was they were like, oh, you're Amanda Bynes. You could do cool skits. Anytime we need someone to do a skit, here, go do a skit. But you know, it must have been a fun movie to shoot. Like, if you're Amanda Bynes, like, oh. Yeah, but if I'm Amanda Bynes and her agent, I'm like, all right, I've done this character a thousand times. Every skit she went into was like a like somewhat of a knockoff of a character she's done already that to me is her her range her range at the time she's young you yo know? you're an agent with a gold mine well then then be like listen don't worry about it go see this actor go see this comedian go try stand up well i don't go sit in the stand up okay. well <laughs> no but i, I guess it you know what i'm she, saying she a string of movies like, i feel like amanda Bynes needed to be in the stand up crew like go it, throw her into that wolf of the fire and you, oh they could have made so much more money off of her but maybe that's why she's the way she is today, because people are trying to make money off of her. Maybe. I mean, I don't know her personally, but there was a goal. Like, you t- like right now, she could kill on YouTube. She could have been an SNL. Like she, she, she should have been someone that was constantly on SNL. Instead, you had this guy, Taryn, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. No. Amanda Bynes. Like, that's what Amanda Bynes was. She was SNL for kids. You tell me she couldn't do SNL for adults. Of course she could have. She's way talented. Yeah. She didn't even need to do SNL. She could have kept doing movies, but again, maybe Let's, something... Like, right, all that. that was SNL for kids, and at least for me, I felt like of that. Course, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Who else again, did that? And they still haven't replicated that well. No. But I mean, look, Keenan is the longest tenured person on SNL, yeah. coming from all that. Exactly. In the same world. Um, and then, again, we already mentioned him, the jock here, had his run on SNL. I keep forgetting his name. Bring Amanda Bynes back. The real Amanda Bynes. Taryn Killam. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm all for it. I'm a Amanda Bynes fan. The last good thing I remember her in was, uh, what's the one where I, where she plays, uh, that she goes to school for her brother. She plays soccer. She's the man. That she's the man, yeah. Yeah, that was the last good one. I mean, look, I'm an Amanda Bynes fan. I hope she does things in the future, but if she doesn't want to, I get that as well. She's only 34. She's going to have to cover up those face tattoos. Oh. <laughs> I forgot we also talked about her in Hairspray. And she's in Easy A, which is another Oh, Hairspray, she was great too. Yeah. What happened after Hairspray? That wasn't that long ago. That was Hair- 10 years ago. No? That was around my grad. Hairspray's like 2007. Yeah, right, a little longer than that. <laughs> what did you think of this whole um, Universal backlot playing and... The sets. That was definitely the universal backlight. I feel like I got into it. Well, you know me and my like conspiracy theories. and Well, I wouldn't say it's conspiracy theory, but I just feel like this was like universal being like, we can make easy money oh. off these kids. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think you're wrong about that. Because really to me, it's a lame script. Everything about this is, you know, there's no depth to it or anything. It's like, I feel like it's just a quick buck. If you go to Universal, I think you're right. And you say, hey, shoot this movie. By the way, we're going to shoot it on the back lot. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Just close the set for us. Here, Here's a quick way for us to make $40 million. <laughs> You're not wrong. But I like seeing We the got these kids under contract. Like, let's do something with them. I felt I, like that's what this movie was. Um, you know, you're probably not wrong. But again, like, I like seeing the prop room. I like seeing that. It was a little silly. It was a little kiddish at times. But it was fun to see that part of the backlog. No, some parts were cool. Like, you saw, like, the Grinch's costume. Yeah. And, like, seeing Like, real like stuff. Yeah. And you know it was the real stuff. It's not worth making fake stuff just for this movie. Yeah. Had you seen this movie before? I forgot to ask you. I'm pretty sure I have. Or at least I've seen enough parts of it where, like, I already knew going into it what the main plot and story was, you know? 
So I'd seen this movie a ton. It wasn't really in my wheelhouse, but I think it was one of my brothers, definitely. It was more in their wheelhouse, and I watched it with them. One thing I did not remember... So Marty Wolf, just... I'm going to be frank. He's an asshole, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize he was also... To quote them, the worst person ever, right? Or, like, the meanest person ever. But he's a racist asshole? Oh, yeah. An ageist asshole? Like, he's just a jackass. Well, for that I could respect, because at least he's an asshole on all boards. <laughs> you you know? So you respect racists? No, I don't respect racists, but I, tr- I respect an asshole that treats everybody equally on the same level level field. As they're all shit, unless you're me. You know? That I could somewhat respect. For me, it's a great character. I, I just can't believe in a kid's movie he was so outwardly racist or fat shaming he's telling the one lady to eat twinkie like oh, oh yeah. what are you the vice president of twinkies it's a different time though but but to be like to john Cho, he's like oh confucius say you know yeah. um but he gets him back oh well, and that's you what's what good in him. that's what's yeah good yeah but what i didn't know so even the to the black characters he's like subtly racist and i think that's like a great not that it's great it's a great uh little quirk that paul giamatti can bring because the way he's talking to them is how like a racist white person talks to a black person like not like oh yeah fuck you but like you know my man stuff like that yeah yeah you know absolutely like he's clearly being over the top of thing like the one guy like oh hey brother you know like he doesn't say brother in it but you know like yeah that person like oh what up brother like, you're only saying brother to me because I'm dark skin, <laughs> Exactly. You know? And I've seen that in real life. I'm sure you have, too. Yeah. People. The producer's wife, too. Or, like, sorry, the studio head's wife. He's like, Shanene, Shanene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never, never say the right name. He said, he said a bunch of fucked up shit. This is the first watch that I saw it. And I'm like, Marty Wolf is realistic because I've seen so many oh, yeah. older white guys And do it that. plays to the era, too. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But in, like, typical kid movie fashion... A lot of the movies devoted to like a silly montage of them like having fun. And then we eventually get into the threat against Marty. And he doesn't use these words, but Frankie Moon is essentially like, I'm going to make your life a living hell until you yeah. do this. I love that. Like, he would just randomly pop up and be like, I'm here. <laughs> like, just blow up his own. Like, he was always worrying about, like, what, who's doing this to me? And then Frankie would just pop up and be like, it's me. Like, just. It's pretty scary. Let him straight up know, like, Godfather style. <laughs> it is, it is. You know? It's the horse head in the yeah. bed. It really is. I think the, some of the more creative parts of the movie are this stuff. And look, the thing with, like, Mr. Funnybone, the monkey, that's silly. That's just silly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that. Monkey. that's too much for me. Like, yeah, that, like that, that was too much for me. That's like, kid stuff. Like, for me, like, I don't think I'm a huge Frankie fan, but there's parts of Frankie and, like, his character that I really did like. His sarcastic, his, mm-hmm. like... When, when he would go into his wits with things that I, I really liked, you know, in the stories and his lies that he would go into and his little battles, like whip battles that he would have back and forth with uh with the dude from Billions. Yeah, Marty. Yeah, Marty. Like, that I liked. I think, like, he starts off so... This is not like an escalation kind of fight. He starts off so hot when he, when he gets that die. And it makes sense because he's getting all the shit from the prop thing, like... I don't know if I didn't think I remembered that, and I was like, "How does he do it?" But you know, yeah, it makes yeah. sense if you get it from there. And he puts it in the pool, and he's able to figure out everything Marty does because he steals his like not a Palm Pilot, but it is a Palm Pilot. Which, if you guys aren't familiar with, it was like before smartphones. You just like had that to do kind of other smartphone functions. But it really okay, was... yeah, I was like a Palm Pilot. What are you talking about? I'm yeah, thinking like his, a his movie thing. So I'm not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not. I understand because before like an iPhone, I used to have like an HTC. 
phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the, I guess, first smartphones or whatever. That thing sucked, though. But, but that's it was similar not, to that. But that's what's confusing to think for people. That's not his phone. It used to be separate. That's just an organizer. His it's just phone like a planner. Separate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, now it's like everything's on your smartphone. But back yeah. then, so, you know, so when he steals that, he's able to figure out a schedule, which is super smart. And, the, again, the big thing is just the whole hungry like a wolf scene. He's dancing in those Burberry, like, uh, swimsuits. Yeah, swimsuit. yeah. I want a pair of those, actually. <laughs> Anybody got to connect, you know? If one falls off a truck, let me know. And Paul Giamatti's not exactly cut... Like Chris Evans, no, you know, so like you know, gutsy performance just to dance like that, jumps in the pool, and the shade of blue I think is so good. It's not blotchy at all. It's like so evenly blue. I feel like he, like he's the perfect, like he has the perfect body and built for that character. I feel like he was the perfect villain for this role. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a little silly that he doesn't see his arms or anything like that. My girlfriend walked in at that time. And she was like, he doesn't realize he's blue. And I'm like, no, like he hasn't seen a mirror yet. And the same, my, the same thought process went through my head. And I was like, all right, I guess he would have seen his hands over his arms. Yeah, you're like walking like, what? Yeah. You know? But again, he's so arrogant. He's so in his own head. He's so into his routine. He gets in the shower. And then he makes his hair like orange because of the... Uh, the shampoo. The shampoo. I love it because he's trying to figure out a way to bullshit his way out of it. Again, oh, he ends up going to that one party where he he's a clown. I mean, he's not supposed to be a clown, you know. And that's what, that's the party of some, like the grandson of the Lee Majors character. Yeah. I don't know why I connected these things, but Marty's character, there's a part of his character that I love because it's just fake it till you make it part yeah. of him, you know. And he it. goes full throttle on it and I respect it. I'm like, you know what? Even till the end. Even till the very end. It's true. He goes full throttle with it. There's a great moment in the car. I don't know, I mean, I'm not calling it great, but you know, he rigs the car where it's just like the horn is with the brake and they play finally they're like, I'm blue, da 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 Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. But then they, like when a, they, they rewire everything in the yeah. car and he's honking. <laughs> well, like every time he breaks, it honks. Of course, he runs into a guy. Oh, like, that character too was awesome. Who, the monster the guy, truck yeah, guy? Yeah, the monster truck guy. Yeah. <laughs> because growing up where I grew up, like I was never into those things, lifted trucks and stuff. Oh, so you had but I had friends trucks like that. Jesus. Oh yeah, yes. I was like, oh, is this, who has a truck like that? That's what I was thinking. Oh no, I definitely knew people who had truck. One of my good friends to this day had a truck like that. Actually, wow. I haven't seen him in a minute, but still, one of my good boys had a truck like that. Actually, one time <laughs> in high school, we were leaving a quick check, and it was a four. Not a Wawa. Wow. No quick check. Actually, uh, the situation from the Jersey Shore used to live down the block from there, and he used to go there all the time. Oh, cool. My other friend used to pump his gas. <laughs> but we were leaving that quick check, and it's a four-lane intersection at the light, and he's making a right, because him going home, that would have made mm-hmm. the right sense, but we were going to my house, so he starts making the right, and I'm like, bro, you're supposed to go straight. So instead of just you know completing the right, and yes, he's in a legit like monster truck. <laughs> He just swerves. So now we're crossing a lane. And now we're going crossing two more lanes going into oncoming traffic. And other cars are going across oh, the light this no way. Thanks. And I'm like, oh, man. No thanks. I'm like, we're about to run over this Honda Civic and these old ladies. Thank God that didn't happen. He just swerved and there was no cops or anything. I was like, oh, man, I thought we were going <laughs> to run over everybody. But it was legit monster trucks over yeah. there. No thanks. <laughs> but that character they have, they have a name. I can't think of it. 
a lot of kids with those trucks, they take them out into the woods and like to ride them in the woods. But oh. that guy's truck is not the case. And I forget the name for it, but they call them like Chrome something or whatever. Like people that have like way too nice of trucks to take out to the woods. Oh wow! And they're like that. I guess they they, they make fun culture. of them for being like fancy like fancy versions of that culture. Like you can't take that truck out into the woods and stuff. Like why build something like that? You can't go and do things like that. It's just for show. Well, yes. He, well, he crushes the car, and then the, yeah. there's that tow truck guy. And he's like, "Oh, I didn't think I would pick up a little blue man." Oh, he's like, "They told me about a little blue car, not a little blue man." silly what? at the end too though with the kid and stuff when it comes back oh yeah that's hilarious they're like straight 80s those people too i don't know why they have them dressed like that but it was funny those characters were hilarious to me well everyone gets a call back here everyone gets a call back mm-hmm. one of the fun little threads to this because again this is a hollywood movie it's like a behind the scenes look at a lot of hollywood uh not real hollywood obviously but one of the films that he's making is whitaker and Fowl, starring jaleel white the former Steve, oh, yeah. so former Steve Urkel, which I laughed at because he's like, my name is Jaleel White, and he never says his name right in the entire film. Whitaker and Fowl is a mo- like a cop drama about Whitaker, who's played by Jaleel White, Urkel, and Fowl, who's played by a chicken. I want to see that movie. <laughs> and Whitaker and Fowl, like the premiere, like they're talking to Jaleel, whatever, and then the chicken shows up. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's, it's the see Fowl. that that like that's what I love about this movie. I don't love. Like, the whole main premise and everything else. But the little, like, side skits that they have, or, like, the little side stories, I guess you could say, that they have in this film, I love. Yeah, there's a lot of window dressing here. You're right, that's actually really, really funny. Again, at its core, it's a kid's movie, but I think on a second watch that you'd probably laugh more because you just got to, like, dismiss the, the dumb, silly plot. Yeah, that's kind of what I did because, there's, I mean, there's so many, like, holes, obviously, you could poke into yeah. the plot. Like, how do they break into all these studios and not get caught in this and stuff but i had to keep reminding myself this is a film like this is why you watch movies you know to get out of the norm or to get out of all that stuff speaking of which amanda Bynes character she's like his accomplice and one of the ways he's able to get out of so many things is like her she's very good playing like kind of receptionist on the phone and there's that one moment where she takes over the receptionist's desk at Marty Wolf Pictures. And, you know, she's on the phone with, like, Adam Sandler and Steven Soderbergh. Like, Marty Wolf Pictures, please hold. Marty Wolf Pictures. And that's something I always remembered from this film. They had her on the phone, like, with a good ability to lie, I suppose. For me, the, the first thing I remember from that scene is seeing the nameplate and seeing, like, brief things of the name, the nameplate. And I just see, like, ass... T like I and I'm just like Astrid, Astrid. What oh, I can't even remember her. Is her name Astrid? Astrid, yeah. It's what a, a ridiculous name. name. It's a real name. It's I think Norwegian descent. <laughs> well, sorry if there's any uh, Ash. What is it? Astrid. Astrid. Yes. Astrid's out there. <laughs> just one thing I wanted to, um, as I'm looking at my notes, when they are at that party and when he is like getting a. Uh, the wife's name wrong, Shanene or whatever. Yeah. Um, he calls him... I think he called her Shaniqua, too. Shaniqua, yeah, he calls her, too. He calls him Dr. Duncanstein, which is so obscure and so racist. Like, <laughs> Dr. Duncanstein is the nickname of an 80s basketball player named Daryl Griffith. Or oh, Griffith. you did do your research. No, I just knew it because it's one of my favorite la- one of my favorite nicknames. Don- Dr. Duncanstein, it's just so silly. I would even think about it. I but that's racist too, like, oh, basketball player. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, God. And like, he was tall. That dude was definitely tall. Yeah. Like, I gotta be honest with you. I didn't take too many other notes. Because at this point, it's just like a silly, 
Yeah, definitely. It's just like a silly... A silly chase, like, to get him. What are the other things he, he does to him? I know, he, you know, obviously, when he shows up to the meeting and he's blue. Oh, oh, we should talk about that. Because at this big party, you think he kind of made a breakthrough here. And they, they're they about to cancel the movie. And I was going to call him Cody Banks. Um, <laughs> that's another movie he was in. Frankie Muniz is like, basically like, okay, I'll, I can get you out of this. I got a good lie for it. <laughs> so the earpiece that's stuck in his ear that he glued into his ear... He's like, you know, I'll call you. You know, he didn't say it, but he calls him on the phone, and basically, Paul Giamatti makes this speech of why he's blue, and to save the movie. And it's actually really good, like the way he says. Oh it, yeah, it's such a deliberate performance. He's like, I'm blue because, you know, when when his girlfriend makes the serum or whatever, Penny, I guess. His character. Honestly, I like his character way better, even though he's the villain. Because he's a good Frankie's actor. Character. He's yeah. a good actor, and it's a well like developed character. The way he plays it's so good, and the way he's explaining it, like he, you know, he blushes when he turns this color, this color, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, and then the even he, him ripping the exactly, yeah, ripping it off. He's like, I'm done with this. I don't need you anymore. You got me to the point that I need to get to. Boom. And it does show that Marty Wolf is talented. He's had some bad. Movies, oh yeah, but he does take that story to the well, next level. I feel level. like it shows you that Marty Wolf is Marty Wolf. And that's when they kind of tease, um, and we never see it, the Amanda Bynes, Frankie Muniz thing, where he's like, of course, because he loves her after all. He, and Frankie Muniz is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that party scene. And then he basically says, fuck you to him there. <laughs> now he doesn't say fuck For you. me, that, that scene, Marty Wolf as the character was always like corny and keeps getting himself out of the way. And then when he ripped that earpiece off and went off, I was like, oh, this is the Marty Wolf that got him to to this level that mm-hmm. got him to being in Hollywood as a person. It made the character feel so much more real, not yeah. a caricature. And again, I credit Paul Giamatti here. Like you could tell that why he's such a good actor. Probably no one at the time was like, Ooh, what's going on here? You know, but yeah. he's able to take this role that like someone else would have played so stupid and over the top and make it feel so real. Like, he is somebody who this is a silly kids movie. It's supposed to be funny. But you feel like if this was a serious movie the character would be played the same, you know, because he takes the role seriously. Oh, yeah. He's not playing, ironically, he's not playing it like a Even clown. his relationship with the monkey. Yeah, it feels real. It's yeah. like fucked up. I'm like, real. why are you such a weirdo, bro? <laughs> I want to watch Billions. I haven't gone into it yet. Mm. But for what you tell me, he has some weird uh, interest in that show as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, he's great in Billions. He's really good in Billions. Honestly, most of the actors, at, at Billions is just a good show. I mean, that's what might be me and my bias with certain things and certain characters that have to do with things in my life. <laughs> Matt's not yes. fetishes. Well, who knows? Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this big ending here where everyone who uh, Marty Wolf has fucked over in this movie decides to make a whole plan, get back at him? There's that helicopter scene. There's, you know, Whitaker. Oh, sorry. Jaleel White picks him up in his car at one point and drops him off on the side of the road everyone gets a turn to finally kind of screw him over in this scene oh i love that on the roof uh john show basically has like the 11 cameras oh yeah because he said it before yeah that yeah the shot so I told, like a... <laughs> yeah i told you it takes 12 cameras you happy now i stole jason shepherd's paper and turned it in a big fat liar you know who's listening pal no one and they never will so, for the last time, give it up. Because I will never, ever, ever, like never, ever, 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 infinity, tell the truth. Because the truth's overrated, right? 
That's right. And cut. I told you, Wolf. The only way to shoot this scene is from 12 different camera angles with birds flying around. Oh, and, uh, oh, by the by, uh, Confucius say, uh, Kastang, you're busted. But I love, I love how he just drops down. Yeah. <laughs> and they frame him for saying that he sold the script, and the parents end up coming there too because he gets in trouble. Um, what did you think of this whole big ending? I guess it was good. I liked it. Um, I mean, a little over the top. In my head, I'm definitely I'm like, what are they going to do with this footage? Like, all these people are going to lose their jobs in real life, but. Like I said, I had to reel myself back in a couple times well, also, and then, like, this is a movie, like, you're supposed to have fun with it, like, and not everything has to be realistic. What good are the cameras, too? You want to get them on audio, like, and I didn't even see them on yeah, the Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, but what? that's going into the too much detail. Exactly, exactly. But that's why I said they were cheap on this film. <laughs> I guess that's not the ending ending. The ending ends up being, like, Monty ends up taking over the, the Amanda Detmer's character ends up taking over the studio and they end up making Big Fat Liar anyway. I feel bad whoever they hired for Big Fat Liar, they're fired so they can get like the limo driver as the lead. But whatever, I, he does it. Yeah, but I like coming to the end too, like when he goes back as a clown. Yes. Yeah, so it reminds me of like him going back in the beginning as a clown. Marty ends up having to take a job as a clown while they're all like doing well with their movie. I hope I hope they paid jason here for adapting his story monty ends up getting credit as a screenwriter i guess she like rewrote it but like oh that, yeah that's fucked up like i hope he got paid like not just like yeah i got the credit give, give the kid some money let him let him take amanda Bynes out on a nice date that would be nice he'd be lucky i mean I went, what are the real ages at that time i feel like amanda Bynes is definitely older than him no actually he's it's the vice versa he's like two years older than her we looked it up maybe so, i'm just a bigger amanda Bynes fan than what it was she's at also the like, time. Like, no offense to Frankie Muniz, but she's also probably like five or six inches taller than him. But you think Frankie's bigger at this time than Amanda? Oh, you mean as a star? I think my yeah. age. No, he's definitely bigger. He was the hard get. He was the big get here. Amanda's see, still see, working. See, that's where the people in power messed up. Because you gotta go head. with talent. She's still doing the Amanda show, though. Like, this is, she's doing the Amanda show. Okay, you gotta flip over backwards for her. Because she's the real talent there. I think and they need to see through that. I think she'll start her show, What I Like About You, that year. She'll do What a Girl Wants the next year. She'll do She's the Man a couple years after that. And she'll, she'll have a little nice little run there. But this is where it started, at least on the silver screen. They dropped the ball. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, honestly, if you want to make her the lead of this film, I think it's a great film. Yeah, I think it would have been a better film. But she, let's see. She was... Switch so she, roles. Amanda's the lead and Frankie's... You know, the sidekick. Well, no, I, I'm definitely with you with that one. So she was born in 86. This movie came out in 2002. I'm not good with math, as I've said already on this podcast. So she's 16, and he is... He says he's 14. Yeah, every but other Every character. other line. I'm saying, sorry, the actor, the actor. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, that was another thing that was a little much for me. Yeah, we get it. I, I understand after like 10 minutes in the film <laughs> that he's 14. So he was 17 and she was 16 when they shot this. Okay. So real teenagers. We talked about a lot of funny moments. We talked about a lot of fun scenes. But when you came in here, you didn't seem too happy. What didn't you like about Big Fat Liar? 
I don't know. It just felt like, like I said, I guess I maybe I'm too old now. I, <laughs> well, yeah, and, I would say so. And you know me, I like, I guess, darker sides of things. <laughs> I would just like the more adult version of this film, I guess. Like I said, I, I didn't care for the main story. I cared for more. I thought the, the side things were more funny. The little side stories that they had going on in, in it were, I think, way more hilarious. Like the grandma and <laughs> and, and, uh, and that other character who is going to be my... I'll save it for later because I know it's one of your things. But that's... I mean, let's... That's my character for that subject. Let's get into it then. We've teased the awards a little bit here. So, uh, Wooderson Award... Is there a character here who you would have liked to see more of? I think it's clearly stated of through the, this whole podcast, Amanda Bynes. Give me all Amanda Bynes. I don't disagree with you. I think she was, you know, I don't know if she was awesome in this because I don't think she had enough to do. I would have loved to have seen her with more to do because I think she would have. I'm just to curious now. Whose fault is it? What do you mean whose fault is it? It's somebody's fault. They were like, I guess it, maybe it was so last minute. They are like, just do Amanda Bynes things because I felt like that's all they wanted her to do. They were like... You kill us, Amanda Bynes. Just do your Amanda Bynes. Probably. <laughs> That's not wrong. I just feel like they could have did that on like a whole other scale. Like they're doing a movie scale now. I think eventually, again, when she gets her own roles, they're able they're able to do it. Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make this film better? Omission? Yes. Mm. Who would you delete from the film? That's tough. I could. I feel like I can never delete somebody. But if you, you know, if, if not everything was your jam, what would make it better? Frankie, I guess. Frankie Muniz? Yeah, oh my yeah. god. I'm going to delete the lead. I don't think he's awful. I just... But I know what you mean. If you have to delete him to make Amanda Bynes a lead, you do it. But I think you're right. Flip. I just think they could have either, like, they could have wrote it better for him or they could have got somebody better to do it, I think. Gender swap is what you're asking for here. Cameron Fry Award. Does anyone look too old to be a high schooler? The only one is what I saying. The, the dude who went to be the uh, Amanda Bynes with her grandma. He looks like he could be 18. Brett. 19. He, uh, to me, he looks like a college kid. Brett. He's a skater punk. Yeah. That's the one played by Taron Killam. He... He looks like a little college Yeah, he was. He was 20. When uh, it's not, that's not awful, not but... Awful, but compared to the other ones? Yeah. Especially Frankie Muniz, who just looks young. If you've seen him today, he still looks young. Yeah. I think that was like... The heavy... He looks good now. He doesn't look bad. He I feel like we should, we should start a... And I don't know... People might give me shit for this, but we should start a Cousin Pumpkin Baddies. What do you mean? Like a baddies, you know? Like people you don't Wh- like? Whoever I think... No, no, no. Whoever I think is the baddest looking... Oh, bad in the, as in... Whoever good. I think is the baddest looking in the film. Oh. Oh. Attractive. Cousin Pumpkin Baddies. I didn't know... Uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll throw a little slang in there. And for this film, I got I got three up for debate for baddies. <laughs> Remember, you're talking about high schoolers here. Yeah, right? but I... I if, I feel like you got to mix in what they looked at in the film and what they look at now. Okay, okay. Who are Cousin Bumpkin's baddies? All right, I, I will keep this category for you. Okay. So, the, and, and just to be clear, this is attractive women? Attractive women? people in general. People. People. Just people. Men, yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. Men, women. Whatever you want to identify as. Because for me, like, it would be Frankie. Frankie Muniz is one of Cousin Bumpkin's Oh, yeah, baddies. yeah, yeah. Come on, look. Have you looked him up now? I did look him up now. He's a good-looking look, guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy back then. Okay. Amanda's got to be in there. Okay. And and I'm losing uh, the track of the name of the last one. Uh, Monty. Oh, Amanda Detmer? Yeah. Monty, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you with that. This is tough. Well, you know. Because originally going into this, I was going Amanda Bynes. 
Personality-wise, character-wise, obviously, I love so Amanda, I love one. me some Amanda Bynes. Only one gets to be Cousin Pumpkin's baddie. Yes. Okay. You can only choose one. After today, if, if I didn't know about the face tattoos, <laughs> you know, and all that, Amanda Bynes is definitely not now. Sorry, sorry, Amanda. We are big fans. You could come back, though. Easy. Just go back to your comedy, girl, because you funny. But looking at looking at IMDb right now, this is tough. Because, you know, Frankie's a fucking good-looking guy. He is a good-looking guy. You know? Again, he's better looking now, I would argue. And, and I feel like Frankie's one of the few that's made it out as being a kid actor. He seems happy. I don't know. You I don't know. know I mean, I don't know him personally, but he, seem, he doesn't have you don't seem like too. a mess, and I feel like that's the bar. <laughs> but Amanda's picture on this right now. Amanda Detmer. Yeah, Amanda Detmer. Who plays, again, Monty. She's going to be your baddie of the week. She's looking fire. But I'm going to have to go with Frankie. Stick with my boy Frankie's over here. Frankie and, Munoz. And I, and I don't even prefer people to call me Frankie, but yep, I'm going to go with Frankie Munoz. I was going to say, as a fellow Frankie, technically. Yeah, got to stick with my boys over here. And throw I, everybody a curveball, because I know what you people think about me. I, I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised that Frankie Munoz wins the first ever... Cousin baddie. Pumpkin's baddie of the movie or whatever it is. The week, the month, whatever. You want to have me on a monthly, you know? <laughs> Weekly. If that is Amanda on there, I'm yes, happy with my that's choice. Her. That's her. Oh, then I'm happy with my choice. She's in Sadie Silverman. It looks like to me she she sold out to Hollywood. Her face, her body, and everything. So so that's why Frankie Moon is. Yeah, I'm an all-natural type right. of guy. <laughs> Good to know. All right, so this movie... 44% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Not a great score. 44% by the audience as well. Not a great score because it's not for everyone. But we don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. I have the report card in my hand. I'm sliding it over the desk. I'm giving you the red pen. And you can give this movie A plus to F. What will you grade? I've thought about this. And I'm a, I feel like on the previous ones, you know, sometimes it takes me a while to come to a decision. This is an easy decision. Rotten Tomatoes got it. The fan people got it. This is a solid C. Oh, I thought you were say F. Cause 40, no, 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 no. Like, I feel like 40, 50, that, you know? It's average. Yeah, yeah And yeah. a C it's to me to is say. average. Because I got beat when I got home. But uh, I'm exactly, <laughs> I didn't get beat, but, you know, I got a solid talking to. Yes. If, if not one smack for coming home with a C. So there you go. A C. I'm gonna, you know what? I had a lot more fun watching this than I thought I would. Me too. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. I'm going to give it a C plus. I think it has a lot of fun moments. I think if you have nostalgia for this film, you probably like it. It is a kid's film. Was it the most enjoyable? No. But I had fun talking about it. And some moments, legitimately, laugh out loud. I might even like bump up B-. minus. Just thinking of Paul Giamatti's great performance. Yeah, he is great. He is, he is amazing in this. For me, like I said, it's not the main story. The side things that are going on between the main story, I think, are the funniest parts of this film. And if it wasn't for that... It'd probably get worse for me. Yeah, because we hardly even talked about the main story, but like, yeah, so much fun going into the other uh, places, which I love. Okay, so what does your big fat liar BFL the Biffle, which by the way, again, like I said, he says in the movie when he's like pitching it because he's such a bullshitter. What does your big fat liar sleeping bag look like? Ooh, easy. Well, maybe not. All right, e- no, I take it back. Easy. I'm gonna have Yeezy design it. <laughs> Jesus. But I want my head and my limbs. To be all blue, oh, sticking out of it. Okay, I like that. You know, that's that's cutting edge, and it's 
good for the film. I am going to do pretty simple, but I'll do a poster for Whitaker and Fowl as my sleeping bag. Because I'm curious to what happens in that movie. Okay, so we are in the magical blockbuster that has every movie that has Ooh, ever This is a tough one because I have one in my head already. Well, we got to get two. We get to the front counter. We know we're renting Big Fat Liar. We see a sign that no. says rent two movies, get one free. I send you to the back and I say, Color Pumpkin, pick two other movies. We're watching three movies tonight. What other movies are we watching? Spy Kids. Spy Kids, okay. Spy Kids. I feel like Spy Kids is in the in that range. Of it kind of fits this in this world. Of, I feel yeah, like in that this... world. And that's what I'm trying to think of because I feel like all the other ones I've thrown out there have never been in that world. I feel like if we, we watch Spy Kids, we would have a similar conversation about like, oh, there's funny moments here, funny yeah. moments there, but the overall story is a little kiddish. You know, it's fun. In, in my middle school, we always had a Stand By Me Day. And I don't know if you guys know about this. What does that mean? You never seen the Stand By Me video with, with Timon and Pumbaa? Oh, Stand by me. I think it meant the movie. Stand, Stand by, by me. Never mind. Okay, yes. What, but what the, does that mean? We used to always have, it was one day out of the year and it was called Stand By Me Day. And like, you'd be stuck with one group of kids. It would be like 20 kids. So whatever your homeroom class was, they would, for that day, you would go and do like for 20 minutes or an hour, depends what it was. Like for like, one hour we sat with somebody who went to Manchester, but he worked for the Giants for like public relations, and he would talk about his job for the Giants. Oh, like a so career day. Do, kind of like a career day, but whatever. It could be anything, you know. Like we would go do sports things sometimes for like a half hour, and then like. But the the main girl in Spy Kids came to our school and spoke. Oh really? Yeah, during Stand By Me Day for one of those days. Why was, was it called cool. that? I don't understand. Like, it would start off, and they would play the... If you go on YouTube and look up Stand By Me, the song Stand By Me, no, there's I know. a video of Timon and Pumbaa singing that song, and they would always put it up there, or whatever, it was, that was the song. It was, you know, they always call it Stand By Me Day. That's so weird. Yeah. But, yeah, so Spy Kids definitely won. And I just, I don't know, I can't think Alexa of another Vega? One. Yeah, Alexa Vega. Another baddie. Curly hair. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. her name is Alexa Pena Vega now, which is like, oh, maybe she married a guy named Pena. And she grew up now. Well, yeah, like most people do. Well, yeah, but that's not, yeah, well, that's not what I meant. But yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, so she's married to a guy named, his last name is Pena Vega. So she went from Alexa Vega to Alexa Pena Vega. Weird. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's your other one? Primos over there. <laughs> what's your other one? So I said, I don't know. Pick one. Big fat liar. You know who you were talking up a lot today? Amanda Bynes. Why don't you pick another Amanda Bynes movie? I feel like her other movies are better than this. So like. Uh, so let's. You, all right. I mean, I like. I, I like. Uh, she got game. She got. I mean, we talked about it. this is the third time. She's the man. Like, oh yeah, she got game. She no. Is it she the? Man? I thought she, she. She. Oh no, she got. He game. got game. Is, is a Spike Lee yeah, movie that yeah, we want to cover? Yeah, it's totally. Jesus Shuttle. That, that's on my. That, that's on my list. That's on Jesus my list. Uh, <laughs> I like that. But, yeah, though. yeah, I really like that movie. That movie's good. She's the man. Spy mm-hmm. Kids. Big Fat Liar. Love it. Well, cousin Pumpkin, I appreciate you. Is Frankie in anything else? Agent, Frank- Co- Agent Cody Banks is another movie he did. Ah, but I was thinking another Disney Channel original movie for some reason. And I thought he was in it for a second when they do like the uh, not Bob Sleds. Oh, he's in that. He's in that. He's in that. 
Am I I'm right with that? Yeah, what's that called? It's uh, like the road bobs, bobsleds, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Miracle in Lane 2, it's called. Yes, see, this is why you need me for the Disney Channel originals. <laughs> Miracle in All Lane 2. Alright, go two. talk to my agent. Talk sense into him. <laughs> Miracle in Lane 2. <laughs> wow, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the poster of it. Ridiculous. When we were out to eat, how many Disney Channel originals did I drop? You dropped a good amount. I know my Disney Channel originals. Disney Channel is sleeping on that. Pick that back up. It's on. It's on a uh, Disney Plus. Time to make some new ones that aren't corny. <laughs> but the originals are corny. Yeah, but they were good corny. <laughs> like oh. the Rollerblade one, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami. And there were some that weren't corny. The Color of Friendship. Exactly. Smart House. I had a friend who just watched Smart House. They were like, for the first time. No, they saw it like they're like, oh, this was so good, and they saw it on Disney Plus. They're like, mm. I haven't watched any of those movies in such a long time i would love to rewatch all of them okay one more thing before we get out of here you said you had one more tooth truth and a lie do you still have it oh i had a spanish teacher who was a freaking a female dog for better lack of words (laughs) to me okay uh my first date ever was at a ice cream parlor or the first time i ever threw up from drinking alcohol I threw up on my friend's couch and had to buy the couch. I'm going to say... What was the first one again? Spanish teacher who was uh, not the friendliest. I'm going to say the ice cream parlor. Nope. What was the The lie couch? was me throwing up on the couch. Oh, I, I, was, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I was going by... I had to go with a lie that was believable. Yeah, your previous thing. So what was? So your first date was at an ice cream parlor? Yeah. My first, my first like real date, yeah. Miss Walker's. Good ice cream place. Your Spanish teacher was mean. I definitely believe that. Well, yeah, because they were like, you're Spanish. You should know better. I get that. Like, the, I was, you know, we were always expected to Higher know more. Standard. Yeah. I'm so, like, no, we're in the same level Spanish. So you didn't have to buy the couch? Or you didn't? No, I never, I never threw up. Wow. And the whole thing was I don't think I ever threw up in high school. So, well, like at a friend's house. But you have since. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we won't tell the story of the vomit jeans. <laughs> so that's for the for the college podcast coming soon. <laughs> well, again, this was this was a pleasure. Thanks for watching Big Fat Liar and coming on this holiday season. We'll definitely get you tattooed and have you on again in twenty twenty one. We'll see. We'll see. I I want my people to to call for me to be on the people that's that got me the tattoo that I want to get now. You know, <laughs> looking forward to getting now. Waiting on uh on your host here to get this tattoo you'll it's be not here. on me it's on your host you'll be here don't worry but uh my people call for me i'm here i'm ready to do monthly specials i'm ready to take a quarter of this podcast <laughs> maybe you'll have your own spin-off no podcast. No, no, no it's not get crazy that's too much work for me cousin cousin pumpkin's baddies the podcast i'm cool i'm cool with you doing all the work and <laughs> me just showing up i'll do all the work it's just you gotta list your baddies that's all if, if that's what the people want to hear. <laughs> Where can people follow you, find you, and anything else you want to say? They already know. At Dirty Dominican underscore Instagram. But I don't know if you're going to hear what I want to say there. You got to come here to hear what I want to say. I hear you. I hear you. Well, again, appreciate it. Thanks so much. Big thank you to Cousin Pumpkin for stepping up and talking Big Fat Liar. Editing that, I'm like, I kind of like his Disney Channel original movie. 
idea. Maybe we'll have a special special run of Disney Channel original movies. I gotta think on that. Lot to think about as we close the calendar year. Not our school year. We're still going through our junior year. That ends in June, of course. But yeah, Christmas episodes abound coming up. I promise you that. I know there's not a lot of Christmas movies, but we gotta talk some Christmas stuff, at least. We'll have at least one Christmas movie coming up. But that's not next week's movie. The foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried, is here to discuss a film about drinking. It is new film. So you're going to have to rent it. You're going to pay. have to pay like $5, $8, whatever. You're going to have to pay something. But this film's getting some Oscar buzz. So you definitely want to check it out. It is called Another Round. So that's your homework for Monday to watch another round and to listen to the episode. Wait, wait, what? You don't speak Danish? I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. I'm sorry for running a Danish trailer. Well, the film is Danish. Deal with it. I'm sure it has words at the bottom. I think they're called subtitles. (laughs) Trust me, it can't be that hard to do. Kyle's really looking forward to watching the movie and he hates reading. So if he's willing to do it, you should be willing to do it too. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in today, listening to Cousin Pumpkin and I talk Big Fat Liar, run our mouths, play Two Truths and a Lie, just talk like two cousins. It's always a blast having them on, and it's a blast having you guys listen bi-weekly. It's appreciated. One more thing I want to remind you about. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, 
you could miss it. Let's leave you with another song off this soundtrack, another iconic moment. Of course, we know Marty Wolf turns blue, and they have to play, because everything in this movie is so on the nose, but they have to play Eiffel 65's I'm Blue. Later, dudes. Yo, listen up, here's the story About a little guy that lives in a blue world And all day and all night and everything he sees is just blue Like him, inside and outside Blue his house with a blue little window and a blue corvette And everything is blue for him and himself and everybody around Cause he ain't got nobody to listen to I'm blue, It's over. Go home. Go.